Welcome to StartupRad.io, your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRad.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany. I'm right now here in my grand study in Frankfurt. And as you can tell, uh, we're doing some news, but this time we're doing something special because uh, 2019 is over, 2020 just started and it's the end of a decade. And we thought we'd do um, again a review of all the forecasts, all the reviews we could find. And Chris again joins me live and direct from New York City. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Hi, uh, how are you? <laughs> doing amazing thank you very much how did you spend christmas uh i did nothing spectacular i took a long walk with friends and we had ice cream on christmas <laughs> that was nice and i watched a movie in the evening and i was just laying on the couch and enjoying that no one wanted anything which is surprisingly hard hmm so sounds working it yeah. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting. And I do believe you don't have like a real weekend uh, since you're working as freelancer, right? Yeah, yeah. And usually, yeah, usually there's always something to do. And those are then 10 days of the year when not much happens. It's good to enjoy that. Yeah, I know. And it's it's the time you can do stuff like very fancy accounting. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, I... I still push that anyway let's talk about other stuff <laughs> and not my accounting skills it's, it's very sad okay uh, no need for sad stories uh i do believe we have enough around here okay you are listening this to this month in german startups a review of 2019 and 2020 outlook if you are new to our podcasts, we are wrapping up the startup news of the German-speaking area in a monthly recording from Frankfurt and New York. We have a look at our website, www.startuprate.io or www.startup.radio, and you will find all the links to our recordings and the articles we are quoting from here. Some of the sources are are in English, some are in German. You can also find in the show notes the link to the hosts, the email, the Twitter, the LinkedIn, the homepage, and the video interview dating back to 2018, which we did in New York. There is an announcement on our publication schedule. This episode will substitute the news in June. This year's StartupRate.io news wrap-ups will have a summer break from the end of May until end of September. We are sorry, but there's no other way to fit the podcast around Chris and Joe's busy life. About this outlook, nonetheless, we are giving you the review of a decade and the preview of a decade. We mostly stick to top-level stuff, especially since the deeper you dig, the more material you would have to cover. Let me talk about our enabler. This recording was made possible by Hessen Trade and Invest. Learn more about our enabler here at www.invest-in-hessen.com. You'll find the link in the show notes. And together 
with our enabler, we are running a podcast called Tech Startups Germany, which you can find here in the show notes as audio and yes, as video podcasts as well. Let me do the housekeeping as well. Time to brag. Uh, we had more than 165,000 unique listeners to our audio podcast. Keep in mind, most of the of the sub podcasts are only live since Q3 2019. We had almost 350,000 views on YouTube and more than 2 million impressions on social media. You can also find here the link to our Instagram posts of the top videos. Thank you very much for sticking with us. It's a pleasure to have you guys. And that was what I'm so looking for. Da 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 da. The most sure podcast is 2020 will be the year of Beethoven, which is a safe bet. There will be a lot going on since Beethoven turns 250 this year. Um, there is multiple, multiple pieces of very awesome Beethoven music like the Ode to Joy. And it even made it into pop culture, which I find very hilarious with two and a half men. If you got books. <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris, no, nobody hears you. Hang on, hang, hang on, hang on. Yeah. So um, since you just said the ta da da da, that is Beethoven's fifth. And um, a couple of years ago, I read the story that Beethoven's fifth has a relation to uh, World War II. Because in the resistance in Belgium, um, they got the letter V as a sign. And it became an even bigger sign later on because V also stands for victory. But also V stands for Freiheit in, in Flams and for Victoire, victory in French, the two languages or the two big languages in Belgium. So the resistance in those countries had the V as a sign for itself. And they also encouraged people to put the V on their houses. And as a secret sign of knocking, they used Beethoven's fifth because in Latin, V is also five. And here comes the kicker. In Morse code, V is short, 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 long. So it's the ta-da-da-da. So anyway. That, that very good trivia. You're getting much better. You're also doing some detours. Um, only thing I heard about uh, Symphony Number no. 5 is that it was so special because it broke the rules because usually uh, the composers at this time started to build up and build up and build up and he just started with da-da-da-da. That was unique for the time. Chris, you want to go? Yeah, so um, you already said it. The uh, decade is over and I think we shouldn't get into the discussions whether it's actually the end of the decade or not because it's now the year zero. My understanding is if you turn 30, for example, someone would tell you you're in your 30s. If now we are in 2020, people say we are living in the 20s and we wouldn't say that in 2021. So I think we should say it's a new decade, which also gives us an opportunity of looking back. And uh, we were looking for a couple of reviews from the um, from the last decade. Um, but also we were coming up with this idea 
do you remember where you spent January 1st or December 31st of 2009, 2010? How did you celebrate? Because I have to say I have no memory whatsoever. Admittedly, I had to consult a very well-known search engine which also provides uh, storage for private photos and I could just simply look it up and uh, I did remember, oh, that was that year, uh, just for a simple reason, uh, I did a lot of pictures of the fireworks in front of the Frankfurt skyline, which was pretty amazing. Um, let's get a little bit into the stuff. Um, we have at first uh, a great post of New York City-based VC Fred Wilson, co-founder of Union Square Ventures. He knows some of their portfolio companies like Singer, Tumblr, Twitter, Foursquare, Stock Overflow, SoundCloud, Skillshare, Landing Club, Stripe. And uh, Fred writes, what happened in the 2010s AVC. The emergence of the big four web and mobile monopolies, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Facebook a decade ago. Google dominated search. Apple had a mega hit on their hands with the iPhone. Amazon was way ahead of everyone in e-commerce and Facebook was emerging as the dominant social media platform. Today, these four companies own monopolies or duopolies in their core markets and are using the power of those market positions to extend their reach into tangential markets and beyond. Secondly, he writes, the massive experiment in using capital as a moat to build startups into sustainable businesses has now played out and we can all, and we can call it a failure for the most part. Uber popularized this strategy and got very far with it, but sitting here at the end of the 2010s, Uber has yet, has not yet proven that it can build a profitable business is struggling as a public company and will need something more than capital to sustain its business. Third, he writes, machine learning finally came of age in the 2010s and is now table stakes for every tech company, large and small. Subscriptions is his number four. Subscriptions became the second scalable business model for web and mobile business following advertising, which emerged at scale in previous decade. Five, Silicon Valley's position as a mecca for tech and startups started to show signs of weakening in the 2010s, largely because of its massive success this decade. Six, crypto. Cryptography emerged in the 2010s as a powerful technology that can solve some of the web's and mobile's most vexing issues. Technology inserted itself right in the middle of society. This decade is his point number seven, and he continues number seven uh, with our president wakes up and fires off a dozen tweets possibly while still in bed. Number eight, the rich got richer, and number nine of his... Review, uh, review posts um, is an add-on. In the post-publish edition, a huge miss in my original post in this emerge is the emergence of China as a tech superpower and a global superpower. Okay, here we go. And now, Chris? 
Yeah, we also found that uh, Gründerszene, a German website, which I also sometimes contribute to, uh, has a review of the decade. It's um, some of the most successful articles they had, or it's mostly links to their articles. Um, but you can see a South Park character if you <laughs> want to. And... Um, They also cover a lot the the own uh, Gründerszene award, but I still found it interesting because it added a, a German perspective to this idea of how, what did the last decade uh, have to offer. And for example, it reminded me of how big of a success actually Wunderlist was, and that Wunderlist, this to-do list app, got a lot of recognition in the beginning. Then that at the beginning of the decade, we were still talking a lot about StudiVZ, a German competitor to Facebook, which uh, then basically had to close shop because I think it underestimated how many students actually um, go abroad for a, a semester to study abroad, and there no one had StudiVZ accounts, but everyone had Facebook accounts, and I guess that's what, in the end, um, uh, yeah, made Facebook much bigger. Um, then the rise of, I think, the rise of the idea of entrepreneurship in general or venture capitalism in general in Germany was special. So I think in 2014, it was the first season of um, – Shark Tank in Germany called Hülle der Löwen, so Lions Den, um, which I think really um, showed to a lot more people what a pitch is and how you would gather money for your startup. Um, and then uh, in the later years of the decade, there was, for example, the success story of N26, which in Germany also kind of struggled as a new bank, but now tries its luck internationally. And um, another really big trend is, I think, that we now see how traditional industries, especially in the mobility sector, try to find new answers. And um, we see that a lot of Uh, legacy companies, especially like the big car manufacturers in uh, the premium sector in Germany, try to come up with, for example, subscription models or um, some car sharing companies and even companies like Daimler and BMW all of a sudden working together on having a more, uh, on building a more sustainable car sharing uh, company with Drive Now. Is it drive now? I always forget wh where it comes from. So it was car to go and drive now, and now it's something else. Oh, what was the name again? In the time Chris searches for the uh, for the name, I would personally add a lot of other stuff. Also, uh, not to mention 360T exit, uh, which was three quarters of a billion worth. But uh, the overtaking company, Deutsche Börse, as well as the platform, FX trading platform itself, been headquartered here in Frankfurt. Share now. Share now is the new name. I'm sorry for everyone working on that. <laughs> for not knowing. Anyway, yeah, so let's move on to 2019. And we keep moving to 2019, as Chris already said. Kronasin um, lists some of the insolvencies of 2019, mostly with the highest media profile due to appearances in TV shows like 
die Höhle der Löwen oder das Ding des Jahres. Die Höhle der Löwen ist Lion's Dent and this thing this year is something I've never watched and never understood the concept but it's all pretty much a consumer focused um, more or less related to Shark Tank if you got a small gadget uh, they give you the capital uh, to scale it and sell it everywhere and then it's good but after insolvencies I think there should also be better news so uh, we have the uh, best e-commerce Christmas commercials of 2019 um, collected by ecommercenews.eu um, which is a nice way to get some distraction at the beginning of the year or marketing inspiration as we like to call it here. So we have E.T. or a cute little dragon. But me as the king of detours gives back to you. Biotech. Thank you. Yes, a little bit more serious biotech stuff here. Europeans bio, European Biotech's top news in 2019 by labbiotech.eu with a great but brief overview uh, sorted by month with the most important funding rounds approvals by oversight bodies and IPOs. That gives me again to the 2020 forecasts. This is number two of the posting of Fred Wilson of Union Square. He writes, what will happen in the 2020s? Number one, the looming climate crisis will be to this century what the world wars have been to the previous ones. Two, automation will continue to take costs out of operating many of the services and systems that we rely on to live and be productive. China will emerge as the world's dominant global superpower leveraging its technical prowess and ability to adapt quickly to changing priorities. Conversely, the US becomes increasingly internal focused and isolationism in its worldview, sorry, isolationist in its worldview. Countries will create and promote digital crypto versions of their fiat currencies, led by China who moves first and benefits the most from this move. A decentralized internet is his fifth thesis. A decentralized internet will emerge, led initially by decentralized infrastructure services like storage, bandwidth, compute, and so on. Number six, plant-based diets will dominate the world by the end of the decade. Seven, the exploration and commercialization of space will be dominant, will be dominated by private companies as governments increasingly step back from these investments. Number eight, mass surveillance by governments and corporations will become normal and expected this decade and people will increasingly turn to new products and services to protect themselves from surveillance. I like that part. Number nine, we will finally move from the baby boomers dominating the conver conversations in the US and around the world and millennials and Gen Z will be running many institutions by the end of this decade. And finally, number 10, continued advancements in genetics will produce massive wins this decade as cancer and other terminal illnesses will become well understood and treatable. I think that's a very positive outlook, don't you think, Chris? Yeah, it's nice. Well, 
Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Um, I uh, think there's a lot of stuff in there that makes sense. As a vegetarian, I also obviously am ahead of the curve with the plant-based diets. Um, we found another similar article in, in the British Wired by Greg Williams. He came up with um, an article about the smart ideas which will define technology in 2020. And he, for example, has this uh, idea, profit is the new growth, um, also a bit related to Uber and saying that in November 2019, Uber CEO he announced that the ride-hailing company would turn a profit in 2021 on so-called adjusted earnings, which is the earnings before interest tax depreciation and amortization. Um, hopefully, or this might have been a news that was some consolation for Uber shareholders who will also have been buoyed by increased revenues towards the end of 2019. But um, still, Uber, as we just said before, it did never turn any profit so far. Um, as its SoftBank stablemate WeWork discovered, venture capitalists might be willing to subsidize a loss-making business, but public markets, what we saw with the... Um, wrongly or with the horribly planned IPO of WeWork, public markets bring a very different type of attitude and scrutiny. Um, on VentureBeat, there we also had 10 technology trends that will impact our lives in 2020. Um, some of it is just a bit like buzzwordy, like AI, Internet of Things, edge computing, but we also have quantum computing going into aerospace, 5G, healthcare, ag tech, autonomous driving, and still the blockchain, but a bit further down the list than it would have probably been a couple of years ago. Startup categories, also an interesting, like who, what goes up, what goes down? Yeah, um, and the interesting stuff here is nobody's sure if it goes up or down. In our annual fintech review, 2020 appears to be the stylized as the year to make or break the new banks. For example, Forbes take modes in banking are dead build bridges and tunnels for competitive advantage. I quote from the article in a business strategy context. The use of the term moat is usually credited to Warren Buffett who wrote in his 1996 letter to investors, I look for economic castles protected by unbreachable moats. Buffett was simply giving a new name to something that strategy guru Michael Porter had written about in 1980 when he defined the five forces of strategy. TechCrunch take 2020 will be a challenging year for challenger banks and of course there is a link to our startup review christian you want to take some quotes yeah there's a um for startup companies there was um a collection of comments on sifted.eu um where they asked players within the startup ecosystem about their predictions for 2020. Um, a couple of ones I found particularly interesting was um, were, for example, related to the relationship between Silicon Valley in the US and Europe. So, for example, um, the, the idea that US venture money pours into Europe and Europe starts poaching more and more talent from the Valley. Um, then 
what I really liked was the idea of 2020 will be the year in which bullshit startup mission statements would die. Um, it would be the year of the data startup and also the year of the purpose-driven startup. Um, the year in which travel tech finally beats fintech. Um, but also the year in which fintechs will go global. Um, digital health will grow up is another idea. And um, the chairman of TransferWise and service I also really like to use because it's the easiest way to transfer money to the US for me. Um, also saying that 2020 might become the year in which fintech gets real. Looking at German startups to follow in 2020, you found something there also on Sifted EU. Yes, totally. But the most the most funny stuff was um, from Daisy Onu Bogu, head of venture scouts at uh, Backed VC. Uh, the year the bullshit startup mission statements die. That is that is something I really liked and made me laugh. German startups to follow in 2020. Also by Sifted.eu, many of which Startup Radio already interviewed in the past. For example, Raisin, Penta, of which we kept track since 2016, Otonova, the world's first English interview of the startup at all, and Proglov, where we did a video interview at the German Accelerator in New York, even on the rooftop, where you can see the world uh, financial, how's it called? Uh, the, the, the the uh world one world trade center right is it is it one world trade center chris one world trade center um a building which has a german spire the antenna on top of it comes from a german engineering company pretty cool that all is uh well except for the <laughs> for the building is an analysis of the room.co which we also had joram the founder as an interview guest Chris, going again to you. Hang on. Yeah, coming back to Gründers. Yeah, coming back to Gründers Szene because they also have a small gallery of startups to watch in 2020 uh, called like the Hopefuls of 2020. We have, for example, Personio, WeFox, Zender, and others. Um, it's leaning a bit heavily towards Berlin, but um, you can still find the link in our show notes uh, on Gründerszene.de gallery. Hoffnungsträger 2020. And there is um, investments, investors, and VC data. That's a world exclusive here. Rheinmain VC tracked 40 deals worth 640 million euros. For the Americans, that's uh, 730 million US dollars. Um, this is a great achievement compared to 2018 when we only tra could track 375 million euros uh we will publish the data officially after this podcast went live but you can find the link to the article soon here so um i think it's pretty great for an area that is almost overlooked by international coverage for startups um where we try to talk a little bit about to have a 40 deals adding up to 640 million that's That's quite a lot, Chris. But Chris has some uh, very interesting uh, uh, ideas from top investors, right? Um, yes. 
Oh, there we are. Good Lord. I was uh, thinking, are we still... Anyway, yes, Europe's top investors reveal what's next for European tech. We are jumping back from the German stuff to the European stuff, um, uh, to a European perspective. It's uh, an article from Forbes um, talking about key takeaways from 2019. For example, there they said the slowdown of funding didn't happen yet. Americans are coming. European companies are going global faster. So again, going back to this relationship between the US and Europe, um, regulations must evolve to enable continued growth. I think that's probably even like a global um, question. And there it says the uh, most interesting industries to focus on in 2020 are health tech, machine learning, but also cloud gaming. Um, industries to approach with caution in 2020, on the other hand, shall be uh, virtual reality, VR, voice in the consumer market, men's wellness, developer tools, and hubs to focus on in 2020, Amsterdam in the Netherlands and Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. Speed Invest, a Vienna-based VC investor, has a 2024 cast. Actually, it's it's pretty high level. Um, US and Asian investors continue entering Europe. Ta-da! That's something we heard everywhere. Uh, there's a lot of money to be made and spent. Yes, and a fight for late-stage winners, but that's something we've already seen here. Um, and we have 10 promising VCs in Europe which aim to transform the tech ecosystem in 2020, including Rocket Internet, Point9 Capital, Cherry Ventures, and Project A, which I think kind of wraps up everything we got. But in the spirit of having a new decade ahead of us and uh, powerfully pushing through, we wanted to end on two high notes. A. There are some funny articles which could be can be found on Deutsche Startups. Um, they also have, for example, um, named the most delicious exit in 2019, Footsprint. Sorry, Footspring. Um, and um, we have stunts which took brand engagement to new heights in 2019 um an article by ad week most paragraphs have a video including ads by tinder for example and many others and you have a favorite there yes i do uh my favorite serialist artist salvador dali was brought back to life 30 years after his death thanks to partnership between the St. Petersburg Dali Museum and Goodby Silverstein and partners along with some help from artificial intelligence. That's a very interesting interview. And Chris, as always, it was just a pleasure having you here. Uh, again, Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. We hope to stick that you guys stick with us in the year to come. And keep in mind, we'll do a little bit longer summer break. Most likely, we'll there shift to like um, a bi-weekly publication, but we'll be back in full force again in September this year. So, Chris? Be several months. I was going to say, up until then, there will be several months in which we will have a regular show. Yes, totally. As long as we can arrange our travel schedules together, right? Yes. But um, yeah, 
for now, it's goodbye from New York. It was a pleasure and uh, yeah, happy new decade. Goodbye from Frankfurt as well. Happy New Year, Shinyan Hao. Frohes neues Jahr. Bye bye. Streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring. Thank you.